Hi guys, Cooper here from the Unquote Podcast. Unquote delves into what makes movie quotes so, well, quotable. See, I have a guest each week watch a movie selected from the American Film Institute's Top 100 Movie Quotes list, and then we sit down and ponder cultural impingement and cinematic preponderance and... Okay, you got me. My thesaurus was totally open. A little factual and a lot of fun, it's the least contentious peanut gallery in history. Unquote is part of the Rogue Intel Network, and you can find me on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter. Best there is at what we do, but what we do isn't very nice. And that's because this is the powerful Nerdcast. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another awesome episode of the greatest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Corey. Joined with me, as always, is my cohort, Christian. And today Hello. we have a very special guest. I'm talking about Patrick Duffy, the man behind Rogue Intel, the greatest podcast network online. Patrick, <laughs> thank you for joining us today. Oh, shucks, guys. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> no problem, Patrick. We're glad to have you here. I mean, it's uh, well overdue. You've been uh, very helpful and supportive uh, to us as we've launched our podcast to the interwebs. And uh, you have a great network that we love being a part of. And I think it's overdue that our fans actually get to meet you because they hear us talk about you all the time. Oh, well, thanks, guys. I, again, it's, it's a real pleasure coming on. I listen to your show uh, not only because I am the executive producer for Rogue Intel, but I'm also a total nerd. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, we're glad. We're glad you like the show because, you know, we've been uh, we've been doing it for over 50 episodes now. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. But uh, Patrick, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, as I said before, I am the executive producer for a little podcast network called Rogue Intel. Started Rogue Intel about two years ago now. And uh, I'm also the producer and host for uh, a, a lovely show called The Prime Podcast, and that's also on the Rogue Intel Network as well. That's the the theprimepod.com if you guys are interested in checking that out. That's awesome. What's like an average episode like if someone tunes into your show? Uh, we talk anything from current events to just uh, crap we want to talk about, and uh, we have our own little take on it. Uh, it's hosted by myself, my girl Carrie. And uh, our our new host TJ, uh, who's who's brand new to the show. Oh, that's awesome! That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, it seems like a pretty laid back show, uh, kind of like a variety show, lifestyle show, where you guys just talk about uh, whatever you like. It sounds fun. Pretty much, it, we do tend to keep it structured uh, to a certain degree because I don't like a lot of uh, chaos. And, of course, it is a high-production podcast. For anyone uh, who's actually watching the video stream, which is primarily just you two gentlemen, uh, I've, I've got this really nice digital X32 mixer here. So I, I, I like to actually use it. So I've got the soundboard. I've got three monitors. I've got the digital mixer. Uh, I've got the same mic you guys have. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a good fit. Yeah, I mean, it, you got lots of switches over there. You look professional. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we got our soundboard, we are like, what do we do with this? You know, like we were very intimidated by it. Why are there so many buttons? <laughs> but like most things, once you figure out how to use it, you only use like 10% of the buttons anyway. So, you know, it's not a, I don't feel as overwhelmed as I used to. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, usually most of the buttons are just used to set everything to their cherry level, as I call it. And once everything's set, it's just a matter Sweet of using spot. the faders and using the mute groups and the DCAs and everything else. Exactly. Duh. <laughs> 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 what, what he said. Yeah, what he said. The smart guy. 
uh, yeah, Corey. So we had a bunch of really cool topics today that we mm-hmm. wanted to walk through. Uh, obviously, we want to talk about the new X Men movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Captain America: Civil War is closer than ever. I know we are one week away from that movie. Woo! I mm-hmm. couldn't. I couldn't be more excited to yeah, be still feeling the sting of Batman versus Superman. Which uh, have you seen that yet, Patrick? <laughs> no, no. I, I I listened to your episode where you guys talked about it. I have heard so many bad things about it. I love Ben Affleck, and and from what you said, and from what a lot of people are saying, Ben Affleck really did great as Batman. But the entire premise of the show, or the movie rather, it, it just, it, it seemed kind of forced. And then looking at the trailers, I wasn't really that impressed. And after I, I listened to uh, my man Corey over here tell everyone that it was uh, pure shite, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least that's what I got out of it. I, I decided mm-hmm. I'll wait until it comes out on Blu-ray and, and just go from there. I'm not going to go see it in the theater like I will be seeing Captain America, and, uh, of course, Apocalypse. Have you guys seen that new trailer? Oh, uh, man. So it, good. So it, was, good. it was really hard to miss that one, but uh, what, would you say you're more of, like, a Marvel or a DC fan? Or oh. just more kind of, like, casual on the fence? Oh, no, I'm definitely a Marvel guy. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I grew up listening... Uh, <laughs> sorry. I grew up watching the animated show for X-Men, and oh, yeah. uh, just fell in love with that. And, uh, you know, when, when... I think it was Brian Singer who did the first X-Men movie... That's right. Okay, when he when he did the first X Men movie, I was just floored, and from then on, um, you know, yeah, I've seen the the DC movies, the Spider Mans, the Batman's, and and yeah, the 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 Dark Knight trilogy. Holy cow, that was an amazing trilogy. It was filmed really really well, and I liked the story behind it too. But as an as a how do I say it as a norm, I'm a definite Marvel guy. Yeah, it's like there's like glimmers of hope in DC where they have these artistic pieces, you know, Nolan verse type stuff that's really good. But overall, it's it's real hit or miss, you know, like Tobey Maguire. What is that his name? Yeah, that, that one was horrible. Yeah, from like, the first- he was pretty good in the first one, and then it all just sort of fell apart. And then the same thing with the second guy. He was pretty good in the first one, then it all sort of fell apart. Mm-hmm. And then you have Batman Superman, which is getting off to a rocky start. It's like it's hard to be in DC land. It's there's no guarantee you're going to enjoy what you get. Yeah, I mean, no. financially speaking, Batman vs Superman is doing fantastic. Warner Brothers is is counting out the money every single day. The merchandise alone is going to be killer for them. But uh, yeah, I think I kind of have to lean more towards the Marvel camp as well. Um, it's just it's more fun. It's more lighthearted. They seem like they're not just there to try and make a dark superhero movie like the Nolan Batman films. They're trying to truly make an entertaining film, and they always manage to up the ante uh, by adding in all these brand new characters. And it's just it blows my mind that we're a week away from Captain America, but, Woo! you know, me and Christian have had this conversation almost every single week where we're trying to decide what movie we're more excited for, whether it be Captain America or X-Men Apocalypse, and I'm leaning actually a little bit more towards X-Men Apocalypse, which yeah. I really find surprising. I mean, I do like the X-Men. Um, they're not my favorite superhero team ever, but uh, I grew up, you know, as a 90s kid, so I was there watching the X-Men cartoon, which... I still think is a really great cartoon. Um, I don't oh, yeah. know if they like, do they show that on like Netflix or anything nowadays? I don't or? know where you can watch that anymore. I'm mm. sure you can find clips on YouTube, but that's about it. Cause you know? I would love to rewatch that show still has one of the greatest cartoon intros I have ever seen. That musical intro for X-Men is amazing. I think only <laughs> the only things that can like <laughs> top it. Like, it's just, it's burned into my head. Um, I think the only other intros I could think of that would top it would be the Batman animated series from the 90s, 
which is really atmospheric, and another show that no no one like ever remembers. It's called SWAT Cats. Oh, SWAT Cats! It has, it's no like Batman with that. guns and, <laughs> and jets and tanks. SWAT know? Cats was the show in the mid '90s that was created by Hanna Barbera, and it was about anthropomorphic cat people who lived in this futuristic city. And the two main heroes were these guys that piloted this like super powered jet, which had all of these really cool weapons. Think like a James Bond type of vehicle. But it's the premise is so strange, but the show kicked so much ass. Yeah, and they were they were they uh, led a junkyard, so that's how they could repair their jet and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. they were like grease monkeys that made this badass jet. Mm-hmm. It's not like you actually have to be a rocket scientist to make a jet engine mm-hmm. or anything. <laughs> we don't get into that. Anthropomorphic no. cat people. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, it had an intro that was like kind of on par with X Men. Like it was pure instrumental. It wasn't like like an 80s cartoon intro where it's like, the X-Men save the day! <laughs> like, it wasn't like anything like that. Which, that was an actual intro as well for Pride of the X-Men, which wow. came out in the late 80s. Check that out if you want a total nostalgia trip. But uh, now that what we're talking... street sharks? We're not talking about street <laughs> sharks. We're not talking about street sharks. But uh, since we're so big on X-Men, I kind of want to talk a little bit. Everybody kind of go around and uh, tell me your experience, like how you were exposed to the X-Men. Uh, Patrick, let's go ahead and start with you. Like, uh, how were you introduced to, like, the franchise in general? Well, while you choke on your ramen, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've, got, I've got two podcasts to record tonight, so I'm I'm taking what time I do have to uh, to eat some in dinner. between questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta love this mic; it doesn't pick it up though. Yeah, no, not at all. No, no, it sure doesn't. So let me tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I am not a comic book guy. I I tried when I was early, you know, when I was young, and uh, you know, I never knew whether to go left or right left to you know like up up to down because they're different cells and there's no instruction manual and that and i have massive add and even when i read a book i read the same line over and over so i just comic books never really appealed to me but Mm. i always was a fan of the the 90s uh x-men series like i was saying earlier and when brian singer did the 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 live action version i was just floored and then Sooner, you know, soon after that, they did other franchises and they did this and that. And, you know, and now they're doing like 13 different timelines and it's just a whole wow. It's crazy. So I, I, I've when it comes to X-Men, that's that's my origin story. Yeah. You know, I think that the comic book world is a place that you can get lost in. Mm-hmm. If you go down the comic book path, there's different timelines, different universes, uh, a lot to uh, imagine if you're even trying to collect it all mm-hmm. expensive, you know, imagine if you, uh, uh, you have favorite continuities. And the other thing is, I think that sometimes pure, pure comic book people, uh, expect everyone to know the stuff they know. Yeah. I almost feel that's like a human trait. You know, when someone knows a lot, they expect mm-hmm. the people they're having conversations about to know as much. That's also where you get some of that hardcore fandom where they wouldn't want to say the comic book people are, are, are mean, but they just feel like they know more than everyone else, you know, and it's a hard world to get deep into. I remember I never even got into comic books except when other people would buy them and say, Hey, you should read this. And then, you know, I'd like borrow it and read it. Like I read the walking dead graphic novel, like two years before that uh, came out Read like the first four or five chapters of that thought it was awesome. Uh, didn't even realize that it was a TV show, you know, or <laughs> that the TV show was necessarily connected to it right away. And, uh, yeah, the comic book world was always fun. I always thought uh, Hulk versus um, Wolverine was like the coolest shit ever. Mm. Every time I'd see that pop up or like Venom versus uh, uh, the Punisher. Or not the Punisher. It was Venom 
versus was it Juggernaut? Juggernaut. Yeah, yeah I loved that comic book. You mm-hmm. know, like that always uh, stood out to me as a as a kind of an epic uh, chapter that whenever I read it. But you know, I still have to go back to the TV show because that's where I put in my hours on my X Men. You know, the TV show. And uh, Wolverine was still always like the main bad guy, not bad guy, main badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, they focused. Even on though him. in that old cartoon, you know, since it was aimed towards kids, like he never actually like cut anybody with his claws. He just like poked them. Like a big action scene would always start, and they'd have to like find a way for like a big robot to come in so that Wolverine could fight against the robot, and everybody else could fight against the other mutants because they had like blunt powers that wouldn't like basically shank them to death. <laughs> <laughs> they had a. Uh... Uh, a much bigger, uh, a much different sort of uh, approach because, yeah, you know, you just can't have them, you know, you can't have Nightcrawler getting gutted by uh, Wolverine and stuff. That that just can't work. Nah, it's not PC, bro. Not PC, bro. <laughs> uh, don't, don't talk about PC. I think the uh, the Daredevil rated R whole, th- that whole thing, I think that's mm-hmm. uh, th- that should have been done years ago, man. Mm, Daredevil yeah. is rated R. What do you mean by that? Uh, I'm I sorry, not God. Wow, uh, can you tell I'm tired? Uh, no, 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 Deadpool. Deadpool is what I meant. Deadpool. Yeah. Oh well, Deadpool is a movie we could sing the praises of backwards and forwards for a whole hour. Mm. To be honest, like I've already heard I saw you that was. It. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever uh, uh, I almost I just bought a 4K TV, and so I was like, I'm like dying for some 4K content because mm-hmm. I don't want to pay the extra amount. Like you can pay 14 a month and get. 4K Netflix. I didn't even know that. Really? Instead of 9.99 a month. Uh and I was like that's not that much more, you know, for 4K Netflix. And uh so um but I almost pulled the trigger on a 4K Blu-ray Deadpool. Wow. And I was like I like this movie, but I don't know if I want to pay $30. <laughs> $30 is a lot for Is a it movie. already out on DVD and Blu-ray? Uh it's just about to be. Oh, I have to remember to pick that up. If but it was a 4K- rental, I wouldn't do it, but if I could own the 4K version of Deadpool, Damn straight I would. Yeah. I don't know. For some reason, I'm just not into spending $30 for a movie I've seen. I'm very weird about that. Like, I love movies, but for some reason, once I see one, I'm good. It's like, that was the experience I wanted. Like, mm-hmm. I don't rewatch all that many movies. There's very select movies I rewatch. Like, one is Force Gump. Like, I've seen that more than I can count. Oh, yeah. Uh, Serenity. Two other films. Serenity, is that one of yours? Yeah, like there's yeah. like go-to movies that I've watched a bunch, but like even movies I really like, like Ex Machina, I've never seen that more than once, but I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about you, Corey? Where's your X-Men fandom sprout from? <laughs> it's it's kind of similar to both of you guys. Um, it's kind of 50-50. Um, I actually didn't see the X-Men cartoon first. I was actually exposed to the X-Men through a cartoon. Um, or not a cartoon, what am I saying? A video game. Uh, back in the day, my cousin, uh, he had a Sega Genesis and I had a Super Nintendo. So we had the best of both worlds. And the coolest thing is my cousin lived right next door to me. So we could always go next door, play each other's games, swap out systems. And one of the coolest things about the Sega Genesis is they had the license for X-Men. And in particular, the one that was based directly off of the cartoon that was airing at the time. And I'd never watched the cartoon before, but I played the hell out of that X-Men Genesis game which is so awesome. You could play as, like, Gambit, Wolverine, Nightcrawler. It's basically like a side-scroller, like, old-school kind of beat-em-up fighting game. But uh, I, I just... The thing I remember most from that was the intro of that game, which it, it just... Black screen, X-Men logo comes up, and there's this really, like, hardcore, like, metal chord that they just play. And the Sega Genesis had this, like, sound to it that was just... The Super Nintendo couldn't emulate it, and it was just so freaking classic to me. And I got really absorbed in that, and I was introduced to the characters, and that's when I finally started watching the cartoon, and it was just a snowball effect from there. Like, every Saturday morning, 
it was all about like Animaniacs, X-Men, and Spider-Man. Like that was like my world right there. Um, and then obviously I love most of the movies. The first one that came out, like clearly that movie paved the way for big uh, comic book movies, which are now being released. Um, I love the second one. I still think it's the best one, yeah. um, which is mostly dealing with uh, Wolverine's origins and everything. Uh, did not care for the last stand um, like really? a lot of folks did. Yeah, I was just I was severely disappointed by that one. Um, but it's okay because thanks to Days of Future Past, it's practically been erased from continuity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, same thing for X Men Origins and all that other stuff, um, or the the Wolverine stories and everything, which I think Wolverine's cool, but I think he's in the story just I, a little too. much. I like when Wolverine goes to Japan. Yeah, that was, no, no one <laughs> that was likes that. No, no, I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a really mm-hmm. good movie. I, I'm a f- huge fan of Hugh Jackman. So anything, mm-hmm. I mean, even back to Kate and Leopold, huge fan of Hugh Jackman. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be sad to see him go after the, uh, the, the, what is it, the third solo movie. But mm-hmm. he's aging way too much for someone who doesn't age that wa- that well. That's true, yeah. I mean, that that's something they really had to think about. And I mean... I don't know, maybe they could do what they're doing now, which is really popular with a lot of these movies, about taking old actors and using uh, CGI to sort of make them look a little bit younger like they did with uh, Terminator, Michael Douglas and Ant-Man. They could do that. Yeah, but I mean, that, there is a point where that starts to go into, like, uncanny valley-like territory where they start to look, like, too fake. but almost, Like Tron? Yeah, a little bit like that, yeah, with, uh, who, who is that? Um, uh, the dude. The dude. The dude, Lebowski, yeah. 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 <laughs> The dude, the dude's young again. The dude abided. <laughs> but that was that was jarring. Like seeing that for the first time. Like, oh, like they're they're clearly going this route from now on, but they haven't quite perfected the technology yet. But yeah, this is uh, Hugh Jackman's run as Wolverine is uh, definitely coming to an end in his third solo film, and then of course in this upcoming X Men Apocalypse, which up until a couple days ago. I no didn't even knew. think that he was going to be in the movie at all. I, I was thought, so thrown off by this, I forgot like that he was part of. I was like, oh yeah. Wolverine, why isn't he even in this movie yet? <laughs> you know, like, like uh, I was really excited about that. So, but Wolverine, as badass as he is, he's not the best mutant on mutant fighter. No, no not necessarily. I mean, he's practically indestructible, and, he, you know, he's just, he's got his berserker rage going for him, but, like, he has a lot of really big weaknesses. Yeah, like, anyone that can control, like, metal. Like yeah, Magneto I mean, Magneto can... just completely destroys Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyone that has any sort of decent range attack, mm-hmm. you know, can usually get him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he just doesn't... He's good if he gets in your face. It's just, like, I don't think he's the best mutant assassin kind mm-hmm. of guy, you know? No, like Nightcrawl... Mystique... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say Mystique is way better at fighting mutants, which kind of is why she's probably, like, seems like the leader in a lot of ways of the... Uh, the uh, Captain America side, if you will, <laughs> of the. Uh... But yeah, continue, Patrick. Uh, sorry, saying? but even in the X Men universe, I mean, you've got uh, well, not only Magneto, but you think of uh, Nightcrawler, think of Quicksilver. They could all kick, you know, Wolverine's ass. Eventually, if he had plot armor, he would get mad enough to just kick their ass, I guess. But you know, in realistic terms, if you're looking at it rock paper scissors wise, he'd probably get his ass kicked mm-hmm. in some of those. In yeah. some of those, and that's kind of how it goes in X Men. It, it is kind of rock paper scissors rules on like depending on what your mutant powers are, like who you're going to be going up against. Yeah, like uh, what's her name? What, what was the uh, Days of Future Past? Is that the time travel one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one chick all of a sudden has time travel abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, like her abilities weren't all that so crazy. Was, uh, Kitty Pride, Shadow Cat. Yeah, I think is her name. Yeah, she that she's that chick that played that crazy kid in Hard Candy, that really dark film. Isn't that the girl from Juno? Is that uh, the yeah? Juno I think girl? it is. 
Yeah. Is that also the hard candy girl? I yeah. forget. She was also in, uh, I think, X-Men Last Stand as well when she played that character the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. She, she Remember, she was being chased by the Juggernaut when he delivered his big line from the movie? I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best part of that movie, without a doubt, for the people who actually got that joke, like, seeing that in theaters, like, blew my mind. That was really funny. <laughs> that they actually included that? Yeah. That was really great. Well, I mean, the fandom demands a lot of respect now and a lot of authority. I mean, mm-hmm. look at, uh, probably, nothing is more going to be more apparent than, like, the way that gets influenced on Deadpool 2. I'm mm-hmm. sure that the fandom is going to have a lot of influence. Like, they're definitely going to have Hugh Jackman in Deadpool 2. I mean, I'd like they to have think to. So. They're going to. They, 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 he said he's down to do it, and they've referenced him so many times mm. in the first one. So Deadpool just, I think, is going to be the ultimate sort of example of the fandom being uh, influencing of the material coming out nowadays. Because I'm sure you're going to see Hugh Jackman in it, and I'm sure you're going to see him and uh, Deadpool interact a lot. If they can afford them. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. they are going to be able to afford them. This yeah, because <laughs> look know? how good the first one did. Yeah, exactly. It also shows that like Suicide Squad went back for reshoots to try to make their movie more funny, <laughs> mm-hmm. which to me makes no sense because that movie looked like a walking one-liner. Yeah. You know, just bad guys yeah. just talking to each other. Doing I kind them. of expected it to have kind of the same feel as Deadpool. Yeah, so but without breaking the third wall stuff, but yeah. The- so it's sort of strange. Yeah, but the, the only thing about uh, Suicide Squad that makes me really want to watch it and makes me can't like makes me not want to wait until it actually releases is uh, two things: Jared Leto being in it mm-hmm. as the Joker, and then of course Will Smith, because I haven't seen him play a superhero other no, than no, no, no. Uh, uh, what the hell's the name of the Wild movie? Wild West? No, he played a superhero, <laughs> Hancock. 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 We saw him play a a bitter old superhero in Hancock, but I'd like to see him play a real, like a like a comic book superhero. So that that, that's why I want to watch it. I brought up Hancock like two months ago. I forgot I was using it as an example for something. Yeah, and you hated Uh, it. (laughs) No, yeah, no. Hancock isn't that great or that bad. I don't know. It was just it never stuck with me. I always thought that uh, Will Smith's movie, uh, the what was it, the zombie vampire one he made last walk or the last person in new york uh i am legend i am legend was pretty good that one stuck with me and it's just like i've seen will smith and a bunch of bad stuff too like that's the thing that really pissed me off like that that uh that movie where his son had to kill the alien yeah i never saw that one i never saw after earth Earth. i knew it was gonna suck so i I, like even today i still haven't streamed it welcome to earth (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry it's my favorite independence day line it's just funny yeah. but you don't say earth you say earth earth well earth. i know he doesn't say he doesn't earth. even say earth but everybody just assumes i like he to does add my point. urban flair to it sorry. <laughs> yeah because you're so urban christian <laughs> <laughs> hey guys i only had starbucks once today yes, <laughs> yes but how many pumps of caramel uh only two pumps low calorie that's what she said yeah bazinga <laughs> do you have sound effects over there? Uh, you yes, have a sound effect? Yes, I do. Tonight on the weekly news. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need. We need all those goofy sound effects. I want stuff. the club horn. Do you have the club horn? No, no, no. Uh, wah, wah, wah. You need that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an entire board filled with Firefly, Family Guy, and, uh, and, and well... Uh, hit me with a Family Guy or something. Hit, hit me with the Family Guy. I, okay, all right. Um, what's, who's your favorite Family Guy character? Uh, oh, it depends how I'm feeling. All right, how about, just... how about this? Everyone likes Lois, right? 
Yeah. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I'm a bad, bad girl. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I okay. The, do you got a, where's my money? Or I, like, you, you got money for fake mustaches? Uh, I, I've got a lot stewie. of stewie. I've got, <laughs> I'm sure. Like, I've got a lot of stewie. Like, uh, I'm a dirty, foul little boy. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I'm just going to go out in the hallway and throw up about something else. <laughs> I sprinkle it in over, you know, over time with the Prime uh, podcast. Uh, I'm always doing something with the soundboard. That's cool, man. So is that actually like another board that you have there? Uh, it's actually an iPad Air. Oh, it's just an iPad that you have looped into your system? It's an iPad that I have looped into my system, into my mixer, uh, and, uh, and I'm using an, uh, a program called Audio Board, which is a, uh, it's, it's not a physical board, but it, it's a very customizable board that you can assign different tracks to, and you can set it for a piano mode, crossfade mode. You can do so many things with it. I actually run the intro music for my show uh, right in through the soundboard. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. How so you mix it in live as you're fading into your show. Oh, yeah. Not only do we mix it in live, I actually stream the entire show live on the website, rogantel.com slash live. Every Wednesday and Friday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard, we actually do the entire show. As you hear it in the podcast, we actually do it that way live. Oh, that's cool. Which is why Zero. everyone loves my production skills. There you go, man. I mean, you got them. I can't be sliding things and talking at the same time. I'll be all over the place. <laughs> That's not how it works. We do everything in post. It's like patting your head and rub- rubbing your stomach at the same time. It just can't be done. Oh, it he can. can be. He, he's doing it. He's doing it. He's hitting Family Guy buttons. <laughs> <laughs> everything. Doing all at once. That's badass, man. Uh, so, yeah. So, we're all big fans of X-Men. We thought we uh, were very excited about the new movie coming out. Mm -hmm. Corey has even made the boldest statement of all saying he is more excited about X-Men Apocalypse than Captain America Civil War, which I find bullshit. (laughs) I I agree with him, actually. After the second Captain America or the last Captain America movie, uh, you know, it, it was missing something. And I don't know what, but I just wasn't as over the over the top. As like the first one and and the Avengers movies, there was just something lacking in the last one. So I I agree with you, Corey. Mm-hmm. I thought the last Captain America was fucking awesome. It lacked it lacked nothing. <laughs> I, thought I mean, it was I thought kind it was of very good. Uh, okay, I mean, well, it was, I it was thought, a great movie. It wasn't up to standards though. I thought the first Captain America had better characters. You know, like Bucky's sort of a one note sort of dude mm-hmm. you know oh he's got history but he doesn't really show emotion i mm-hmm. mean they just talk about it a lot they're like that character's got emotion and then he's just like punching someone and they're like yeah we're, there's a flashback in there somewhere and he's just punching someone <laughs> and i'm like this character's a little bit one-dimensional but uh, uh overall i thought like the action was excellent like the samuel l jackson car scene and winter soldier yeah excellent you know uh and uh it made me care about captain america because i always thought captain america before uh we've had this version in the MCU was the most boring superhero. You know, I'm like, okay, he's just a dude wearing around, running around in American tights, you know, punching Marvel's version of Superman, basically. Yeah. But not as cool. Like in certain ways, you know, at least it wasn't captain planet. Come on. We're still, we're still waiting on that live action. Captain planet. I'll keep waiting and forget about it. 
<laughs> have you seen the Don Cheadle Captain Planet video? No, no. I, oh, I, my God, God, dude. You need to watch that. I, everyone needs to watch that. It's listening to this yeah, podcast. It's fun. I'd be okay if you pause this podcast and then go watch it, yeah, internet peoples. As long as you but come yeah. back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come back and hit play. <laughs> but uh, it, it's just very funny. It's just the power is mine, bitches. <laughs> I mean, for people who think that Don Cheadle played War Machine great, wait till you see his Captain Planet. It is just, <laughs> it is amazing. I became yeah. a, I became a Don Cheadle fan uh, after Crash came out. Mm, Crash is very good, very good movie. Yeah, and then of course Rain Over Me was equally as well. It wasn't equally as good. It was, it was right on par though. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was an interesting movie. That's a that's got Adam Sandler in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. That's such a different movie for Adam Sandler, like, you know, because when, when he's not making The Ridiculous Six on Netflix or, you know, Grown Ups or something like that's a really serious movie. Like, it definitely has some funny elements to it, a little bit of dark humor. Um, but I've never seen Adam Sandler, like, give a shit that much when he makes a movie. Yeah, but it, it, it made him give a shit, but on a low tonal level. I don't know mm-hmm. how to describe it. It's like a person that's slowly losing their mind and being, you know. Mm-hmm. quiet about it and it's just a role that i think was written really well for adam sandler to put out his professional acting chops you know mm-hmm. for once yeah and uh yeah it was a good movie i i liked funny people though you know that was a good movie too that was it like was. one of his last decent comedies that he's put out because pixel didn't do it it made me so <laughs> sad when my girlfriend watched we were on a plane and my girlfriend watched pixels and she's like it was so good. And I was like, no, no it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, it was okay. It, uh, like, I wouldn't watch it again. I've never seen it. I just watched a little bit over her shoulder while she was watching it, you know? And um, I did not see it either. I just completely skipped that one. <laughs> Ridiculous Six was funny, but in a bad way. Like, <laughs> and, not in, and not in the good bad way. No. <laughs> in the bad, bad way. Yeah. I mean, it was cute and I, I giggled, but that's another movie I, I have no desire. I like uh, uh, Rob Schneider's shitting donkey. Like that was my favorite part when he. <laughs> that's, when that's the <laughs> highlight of your movie. <laughs> when you got the guy Jacob, Team Jacob from Twilight, he plays a retard the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got the same paw. <laughs> I'm like, what am I watching? But yeah, you know, Netflix is killing it. Besides that, <laughs> they made that. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's ridiculous. And, uh, uh, but have you seen the uh, season two of Daredevil? Speaking of Netflix, me? No, I, I haven't seen season one of Daredevil. I, I saw the movie with Ben Affleck, Daredevil, and I actually liked that movie. Uh, wow. I'm like, the I first did, time no, I've ever heard anyone say that. I, I you like a gun in your head somewhere. No. Someone pointing. I might have a tumor or something, but no, I, I <laughs> like Ben Affleck, and uh, uh, you know, I've seen most of his movies, and and really have nothing against. Oh, ben them. Affleck can do no wrong. I understand. No, 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 no. He's not Matt Damon. He can do wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny though. Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Jason Bourne movie, oh, that trailer. Oh, if you want to hear, if you want to hear me geek all over that, listen to the last episode of Prime. We talked all about it. Oh, really? So yeah. you're really into the Jason Bourne series? I love I like action they... and and suspense, and I love the the darknet stuff. So yeah, that's that's all about me. Yeah, it, it, the Jason Bourne series has always been good, but man, here, pay attention to one of those movies now because they do this thing called shaky cam a lot, where even if they're not there's no action going on. Like they're just like, you know, doing the government stuff in the reconnaissance rooms and stuff. Watch how much the camera shakes. 
and you'll never not notice it again. Like it'll it'll bother you. So it's like, like the I sixth sense. After you watch it once, you can never see it that same way again. You don't always know he's dead. Yeah. yeah like, oh come from... on, dude! Spoilers. Oh, that movie's been out like a decade. <laughs> it's too bad. Too bad. <laughs> if it's been out more than ten years, I don't care anymore. Yeah, we've got to draw the line somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a point where it's it's pop culture things you should respect or and then it becomes history and at a certain point you know i'm that glad was, that movie came out too like before the internet went too crazy because can that that's the type of movie like the day it comes out everybody would know the ending that'd be like sense. the 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 headline on kotaku or like the headline on gizmodo or whatever your favorite blog is you know be like he's dead the whole time <laughs> yeah. and it really would ruin the experience it's kind of like the yeah. village from m night Shyamalan. They, 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 i know. uh uh did not find out well that was horrible dude come on <laughs> that was, that was his last good movie if you ask me but it was a good movie oh no Patrick. i just i remember i remember being in the theater because i remember we even we all went and saw that we're like this is the next big because i saw signs and i loved signs so do like, i so did i signs blew me away with the tension and the fear and you can imagine being alone in your house with these fucking aliens invading and the world figuring out there's aliens coming and you just saw one through your window that scene in the beginning of the movie when he goes to his daughter's room and she's like there's something on the roof and he turns around he's like holy fuck you know like that freaked me out when i was a kid and then we went to go see like the village and we're like yeah it's gonna be like signs (laughs) it was just so mad that scene at the end where she's walking through the woods and you see the uh the fake monster for the very first time like and it started to run towards her whole audience just started cracking up <laughs> like it, it, we were like that looks like a friggin monster from power rangers come on and i mean obviously it was someone in a suit so it does make sense that it would look that way but at the time it, it just i don't know it didn't do much for me same thing for lady in the water uh, yeah, i like the lady in the water did you really lady in the water was just piles of suck well it was so like confusing i like i guess this is artistic <laughs> no that's no no that's not how it's supposed to work i was like it's so confusing i guess it's good you know if i want artistic i'll watch a movie with an epic soundtrack like ex machina uh which i've seen that movie too and i absolutely loved it uh and i still have listened so, to the you want a robot sex slave now do you want one uh, well, I, no, I already I've, put in my order i no, i've I, i've i've got my woman so i'm good man Oh, okay. You're going with the organic model. I got uh, organic you. is best. Uh, you know, doesn't every vegan say that? I guess that's true. So yeah, uh, uh, like you're saying though, artistic movies, you, you go for an artistic movie, yeah, but like Crash. Lady in the Water, I just thought I, I haven't seen it in so long. I should just shut up. This yeah. movie might Watch it again and see what happens. That's all I'm going to have to say. I tried watching it again for a second time. I got 30 minutes and I'm like, nope. Done. Yeah, Done. You, you calling Lady in the Water artistic is like me calling The Goonies artistic. Oh, well, the Goonies, it's, it's man. a classic. It is the a Goonies classic. is awesome. It's a classic, but it, it's not artistic. It was goofy humor. It was a typical 80s crap, but we all loved it. You know, I don't really like hanging out with... This sounds bad when I say I don't like kids, but for some reason that movie is just kids screaming at each other the whole time like... If you're like just got done babysitting and you start watching that movie, you'll be like, ah, turn this off. <laughs> you need to really rewatch that movie. And it's just kids screaming at each other the whole time. Like, ah, I disagree. Ah, you do this. The Goonies, though, to me is like, it's such a nostalgic movie. Like, I watched that so much as oh, a yeah. kid. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like so 16 it, Candles or, or Pretty in Pink. You know, any of those uh, horrible 
movies from the 80s they're just such such great pieces of my childhood mm-hmm. so so rewatchable too like yeah. i could watch the original karate kid in breakfast club like every week and i'd never get sick of it no don't know why <laughs> it's molly ringwald mm, i think it might be she's hot oh yeah even now <laughs> even now no, it was hot. i no, think no. she's still i think she's still pretty attractive personally i'm good <laughs> all right well more for Corey and me yeah yeah like we'd ever get molly ringwald <laughs> i just take my sex robots and leave <laughs> uh speaking of sexual robots again uh, oh, no. ex machina um cool thing about that movie is that oscar isaac was in it and he's been like one of the biggest stars right now starring in that movie which completely blew my mind he was a uh, poe dameron in star wars episode seven the force awakens and now he is actually going to be playing the big villain in X-Men Apocalypse. He is playing Apocalypse. And uh, I honestly at first wasn't too impressed with the way everything looked. But the more I see the marketing of the movie, the more I see the brand new makeup effects and the way they make his eyes look and everything and his big epic speeches, I honestly think he's going to blow it out of the water. And he's the main reason I think I'm excited the most for X-Men Apocalypse because Apocalypse is like the ultimate X-Men villain. And I can't believe it's taken like this many films to finally get to him. And that's really why I'm so excited about it. I mean, like, what do you guys think of apocalypse in this movie? I can't wait. Simple as that. And that's wait. all I need to say. I cannot wait. Yeah. You've already mm-hmm. said everything. Yeah. Well, I also think that's going to be good because, uh, they just haven't really faced some all powerful being, you know, like the MCU and, uh, DC now have their big upcoming powerful beings, you know, your Thanos and your dark sides coming. And if anything, uh, uh, X-Men is getting to it first. Like they're jumping on the ultimate being bandwagon faster than everyone else is. And I think it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun ride. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't know. I feel like I still don't know that much about uh, apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So I really don't really understand what his powers are. I heard he can grow. I heard he's super strong. And then, can he shoot laser beams? Like yeah, this? he can. He can shoot laser beams. The, the whole point of Apocalypse is that he's like an amalgamation this, of everything. Pretty much, he's like this primordial mutant. Like he's one of the very first ones, and his powers are just about anything. Like super speed, super strength, flight. He can shoot energy beams. He can grow in size, and he also happens to be imbued with alien technology as well. So he's just got so many powers at his disposal. And uh, they've already shown from a lot of the previews from this movie, he's going to be using a lot of those. The scene where he grows really big and beats the crap out of uh, Professor X or uh, just the scenes in general where he's like just destroying everything around him just with his pure power. Um, I really can't wait to see how they're going to stop him or even if they even kill him because a lot of these superhero movies, they have this like tendency to want to like kill their villains in the movie. Like Batman 1989, Joker falls off of a building. Batman returns, Penguin falls and and falls to his death and everything. Two-Face, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones gets killed by Val Kilmer. They always end up killing the villains, and I don't know why they want to do this. <laughs> well, all those you just mentioned, I think, were DC. They were DC, yes. Yeah. Um, well, they killed MC a lot of nameless aliens. <clears throat> they killed what, in lo- the Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> they killed a lot of nameless uh, aliens and a lot of uh, Ultron clones. Yes. Which is the other reason why I think Captain America is going to be great. The adversary is not just going to be a bunch of faceless clones. It's going to be actual people that we've, you know, grown attached to over the course of these, like, 11 or so or more movies. Like, isn't that crazy to think that there have been over, I think, like, 12 different Marvel films all set within the same continuity? And they're still going to keep going strong into, like, 2020. I'm cool with that. Doctor Strange. 
Like no good. one's talking about Doctor Strange that much, uh, but I'm not a huge Doctor Strange fan either. But the trailer looked pretty cool, if anything. I still need to watch that. You haven't uh, seen it yet? Uh, yeah. No, I heard it's probably pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, come. Cucumber Patch is uh, quite a good actor, so I'm, I'm quite <laughs> excited to see him uh, him do some stuff. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, I got you. And uh, so yeah, Cucumber Patch is uh, is great. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> how do you follow that one? Yeah, I know. And the other thing is, uh, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, yeah I think we were checking your voicemail or something. Yeah, yeah, my fucking phone buzzed five thousand times. Sorry about that. <laughs> Oh, I'm checking my voicemail right now. I'm going to check it in a second. But uh, the other thing is, uh, <laughs> the other thing is, I- I'm excited about the X Men movie. But my closing arguments again are Captain America: Civil War will be the biggest superhero movie this year, and it will probably be make more money by about 500 more million than X Men will. It'll definitely make more money. I think merchandise alone is going to pull that movie ahead. I mean, Spider Man is just going to do wonders for that movie. I mean, it's, it's just going to be amazing. I think that's the main reason I'm excited for Captain America is to finally see another brand new interpretation of Spider-Man played by a new actor, the youngest that we've ever seen, which a lot of people don't like. They think that's like just, they think they're trying to appeal to younger people too much. Spider-Man's always been a kid. Like that's always been the whole point of his character is that he's this young superhero who happens to live in this world with all these other crazy heroes. I just yeah, hope they I, don't do another origin story. How many freaking origin stories do we need for Spider-Man? With great origins come, come great, great responsibilities. responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> and show title. Yeah, oh, that's a great one. Uh, to my knowledge, though, they're not going to be doing a uh, origin story for Spider-Man. They're just going to be kind of jumping right in. Like, they might mention, you know, he was bit by a radioactive spider, but we're not going to get a whole intro. I, I want to see, like, Iron Man be like, yeah, he got bit by a radioactive spider or something about his uncle dying. I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> just get, skip it. I really don't need to see Uncle Ben die for a third time. Now, I just want to see him try to rewrite the lines a third time so they're not saying the exact same thing. All right. Well, uh, that being said, uh, Duff, I think we're just going to have to go ahead and wrap it up right now. We're reaching the, uh, the end of the show. Uh, which has just flown by. Thank you for stopping by and talking with us. We'd love to do it again. Oh, sure. Definitely. I'd love to come on again, and uh, I'd love to get you guys on the Prime show as well. Yeah, we'd love to be there. Yeah, it sounds like something we got to do soon. I mean, we at least need to return the favor, and it's one of our shows also on the Rogue Intel Network. That is right. So, uh, guys, thank you again for joining us. Uh, before we wrap up everything, I just want to take a moment, uh, thank Rogue Intel for uh, allowing us to do this show. You're welcome. Best thing about Rogue Intel is they allow us to be ourselves. It's awesome, and we can produce this thing for the way. Well, I'm I'm awful at this. <laughs> yeah, you should um, let Christian do it once in a while. Seriously, Christian, you need to do it. Well, thank you, Rogue Intel, for uh, letting us be who we are on the interwebs. And if you guys want to check out Rogue Intel, go to RogueIntel.com and check out all the great shows mm-hmm. that they have on there. And if you want to help out Rogue Intel, you can ha- use their affiliate link on Amazon. It doesn't cost you any more money, and it uh, helps us out, and you get to just buy the stuff you want on Amazon. What is that link, Corey? It is a uh, RogueIntel.com. 
com slash Amazon. Make sure to check that out. Pick up the brand new Deadpool DVD while you're there. Yeah, uh, you'll get, get some. Uh, you'll get a great value, and uh, like Christian said, it'll help support all of the amazing shows on Rogue Intel, which you guys should definitely check out. There are a lot of new shows on there, which are really freaking awesome. I love Unquote, by the way. Unquote is great. I can't wait for the intro uh, for, for season two to start. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only that, and this is uh, something we just talked about yesterday on Prime, but uh, it, it, let's make it official. We have actually signed a brand new sports show. So we're gonna have Woo! them come on the network and uh, and, and rock all it. your ball sports, all, all the ball sports that I couldn't care less about, but uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all those sports with balls mm-hmm. and and men touching each other and all that stuff. And Corey's talks. not backing me up at all. I would like to be on the show at least. Like, Corey <laughs> likes sports, so he doesn't like the, uh, the when you don't take sports serious. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, uh, thank you again, man, for coming for coming on. And uh, uh, truly, I know uh, no closing lines here. Thank you so much for letting us be part of the network. We've enjoyed it. And uh, I think we have many more great shows within us. And thanks for believing in us. Well, my pleasure, guys. It's It's, it's been a real joy coming on the network, uh, on the show tonight. Yeah, cool, man. Well, we're going to say sayonara to everyone. And until next time, the Powerful Nerdcast is out.